So um, I'm very happy to have Lindsay with me today. Lindsay, do you want to intro yourself and a little bit about your business? Sure. Thanks, Rob. Uh, so my name's Lindsay. I'm an international digital marketing strategist and trainer. Um, and I am the founder of Social Bee, an international digital marketing and upskilling agency um, that's been around since 2008. Nice. And we help businesses, sorry, we help businesses um, generally, I guess, in an overarching sense to be profitable online. Uh, we work with generally national and international organizations, B2B, B2C. I always say you could take us to a pub quiz, we'd answer some really random questions, <laughs> country specific, region specific or uh, industry specific we you know we work with a lot of different sectors is there a particular kind of service stack that you specialize in as an agency um no we don't actually um our remit is if a client has a good product or a good service uh, so if they really good tangible product or service uh, and they know what they want they just don't know how to get there um then we are that gap that we help them with um, and it can be literally anything and everything. Um, generally, obviously, needs to be a decent profit margin if it's a product and the same with a service. Uh, but no, literally, there is no specialism in terms of the sectors. Um, from an e-commerce point of view, obviously, it tends to range onto the FMCG brands. I've been lucky enough to work with some of the largest brands in the world. If you went to your bathroom, Rob, or in your kitchen, there would be some brands there that you would, um, you would <laughs> recognize that I've worked with. That's cool. And how big is the team as, as of now? Uh, there's about 17 of us. Um, we um, obviously COVID has happened uh, and we were working in an office. Uh, most of us are working in the office, actually. But before COVID, we did have remote team members um, and our systems were remotable anyway. So we have our wonderful colleague Pooja. She was working from India. She's now living in the US. Doesn't matter a little iota to us as long as our team are happy. They have the culture they want and the systems they want. They can work from wherever they like. That's cool. Yeah, so I guess the COVID stuff it kind of impacts you less than some of the other agencies that I've spoken with that were traditional bricks and mortar, like huge headache, just working out what that transition looked like. Yeah, we were quite lucky. Um, having worked through a recession before, um, I'm always of the ilk of don't work in one sector. Uh, it's just my personal view because it means that you can spread your risk, haven't been made redundant. And second of all, make your systems cloud-based and remote. So literally before COVID happened, we'd already done a test and we were like, right, pick your laptops up, take them home. Yep. But yeah, from the clients that we worked with, some of them didn't have laptops. Some of them had, you know, didn't have remote systems. They couldn't work for like six to eight weeks and longer. So we were counting my blessings that, you know, really <laughs> COVID happened. But I have sort of planned for every eventuality where possible. Looking back over the agency's growth and its massive successes, what do you feel was the single biggest mistake that you and all the, the agency made along that journey? This is, um, I know you reached out to me a few weeks ago, it was nearly a month ago that we planned this, and I only came to the conclusion of probably the best challenge, I class as a challenge, not a mistake, uh, challenge um, last night, actually. And it's a, it's a pretty big one, and I thought it'd be really useful to share today, particularly given that I'm female, because it does have a bit of female centricity to it. Now, um, the biggest challenge I had was to scale or not to scale. Um, it's a big decision to make. Um, and ironically, social bee happened by accident, <laughs> which um, led me down the path of actually having a good problem, but still quite a painful problem at the time. So if you want me to, Rob, I can bring it to life if that if that helps. Uh, it would definitely help because I think for anybody that's watching and or listening to this, yeah, trying to work out, is that me? Is, is that the crossroads that I'm at? Yeah, yeah. 
Um, and like I said, particularly given a female and it will all come to light. So just to rewind back to 2008, um, I was uh, still a spring chicken in 2008. Uh, still no great, you know, no gray hair, no gray wrinkles keen to go, but had just been made redundant. I've been really successful in an organization. I'd helped them grow from um, a few hundred inquiries a month to 5,000 a month. Um, and they'd gone from turning over, you know, a couple of thousand pounds a month to millions of pounds a month through the work that I'd done in digital marketing and IT. But recession hit um, and I was made redundant and my husband was made redundant as well. Um, we went to Australia for five weeks, which is always our plan. And we fell in love with it. And the plan was to emigrate out there. But we came back, told our families. But unbeknown to me, people had obviously found out I'd been made redundant. And organisations who I'd networked with over the years, um, a couple of them reached out to me and said, hey, Lindsay, we're here uh, on the market could you do some freelance marketing for us? And so Social B was born by accident. I never had any dream to, to run an agency. I've been really loyal to the previous organization I'd worked with. And they always said, Lindsay, if they cut you in half, it would say the company through and through. You're so loyal. And obviously, you know, I, I garnered the successes from that. But I was done. Like I'd love people, but I didn't enjoy managing them. It wasn't something I wanted to do. And my idea was, I'm about in Australia for a few years you know, be in a bar, do some bodyboarding, have some fun scuba diving. But, you know, I'm not one to turn down an opportunity either. So this freelancing happened by accident. And I was like, well, let's just see where it goes. And it continued and it continued and it got bigger and it got bigger. Um, and come 2015, unbeknown to me, sort of wasn't in the plan. It grew organically and I was running and or continue to run an international digital marketing agency working with national and international clients now I loved it but I'd got to a place in 2015 where I was like this is a really successful agency um, it's doing really well it's working with clients that I've never dreamed of working with I have an amazing team but I'm working 16 to 17 hours a day mm -hmm. six to seven days a week I can't enjoy any of the rewards I have actually inadvertently got I'm not that healthy and I'm a pretty outdoor person. Anyone that knows me, if I'm not at a desk, I'm either on the water, on the water or out walking my dog. You know, I'm an outdoor person. And here I am sitting here 16, 17 hours a day, seven days a week, making other people happy, you know, making sure my clients are happy, making sure my team are happy, which is really important to me. But I'm pretty miserable. <laughs> um, and what do I want? Like, did I actually want this? So I really had to take a step back and think, actually, like, what, what do I want? What do I want as a person? Because as an agency owner, you can only make other people happy and clients happy if, if you're happy as well and your own well-being is happy. And I was at the age of 2015 when I was 30, 35. And I was thinking, you know, top, clock's ticking a little bit. If I do want children, if I'm lucky enough to have one, then how am I, how am I going to do it? Mm -hmm. So Social Bee was an accident and an amazing accident. But by actually it being an accident, it created a challenge for me. And my tip here would be if you are setting up an agency, whether it's been by accident or on purpose, my biggest tip here is what do you want out of it? What's your long term game? Is it a lifestyle business where, you know, keep it small, work it. And it does mean that, you know, if you're on holiday, you might get the odd call. Or do you want to scale it and have a business that you can step away from um, and have that opportunity to work, you know, potentially less less days a week? You know, let's be you know, let's be honest here, Rob, working in an agency is stressful because yeah. clients are always changing their mind. 
So that's that's my biggest challenge um, that I thought would be useful for sharing with other agency owners. Fast track to 2000, uh, sorry, fast track to 2022. Um, I am very lucky that I now work three days a week. Uh, one of those days I look after my little boy who is four and a half. I did have a miscarriage along the way, but I am now fitter, healthier, just feel a lot happier, which means not only am I happy, my team, um, who I have an amazing team, there's a senior leadership team there in place now. There's mm-hmm. lots of people coming up that we infuse and, and guide in um, terms of you know career progression and amazing benefits. Um, and I have a four year, four and a half year old little boy as well. So potentially everyone's happy, but it was, you know, it wasn't until I got to that like almost breaking point that I thought, what what am I doing? It's so easy, I think, to get carried away with the vanity metrics of let's get bigger, let's get bigger, let's have more people to our team, let's add more people to the team. That's it's vanity, vanity, I think, in my eyes. Yeah, I think you're right. And it's interesting what you say as well. And I see this a lot with any business owner, but with agency owners, where it kind of organically grows, but it's like an insidious creep. And suddenly you get to a point, you look back and go, where the, how the hell did I get to this place? Like, it's amazing. But my God, I'm grinding myself like literally to the bone. Why did nobody tell me? Why did I not see this? And it's just that incremental daily, weekly, monthly, you know, just just going with the flow rather than necessarily having a plan. Or as you say, thinking in advance. And it's a horrible question. You get it a lot in interviews, don't you? Where do you want to be in five years time? Where do you want to be in three years time? And you think, well, I don't bloody know. I don't know where I want to be next month. But yeah having an idea having that you know big okr that kpi that that goal that that north star um helps you calibrate you know when when you spend a bit of time on your quarterly reviews or whatever and go well are we heading where we want to be or am i heading where i want to be um what do you think just out of curiosity what do you think would have happened if you'd have not seen that and done done something about it i mean do do you think you would have seriously screwed yourself over because it sounds like you're very close with that amount of hours and that amount of 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 effort and and commitment you know that it only really goes one way with most people it does yeah i mean i was conscious of it you know anyone will know where you can only work you can work a decent amount of hours for a short period of time like i've done it this morning i've been up stupid early to talk at an asian conference that's fine in very short spurts of time and i've done it because i love it but when you feel like you're on this like hamster wheel and you can't get off and you can't get off, I couldn't see a way. And actually it was, you know, it was my health just looking at a picture of myself and thought, oh my God, like I've put on weight. I'm not, you know, I'm not <laughs> fucked by being slim, but I just looked at myself and said, I don't even look healthy. Um, and then as a female, it's thinking, if I want a child, you know, I am an older person. I need to think about that. I don't want to be, you know, I don't want to be, you know, if I'm lucky enough to have a child, then have to go straight back to work. I chose to go back to work after three months. That was my choice because I love my job. And I think me personally, I have to love what I do to do it. And I would say that to anybody, you've got to love what you do first. And I think I would have fallen out of love with it. I am tremendously loyal to my team. My team will often say, you know, I'm more loyal to them than I am to myself to make sure they're happy. Um, So I probably would have, I would have kept going for them. Um, but actually, I think by taking that just stop and actually I reached out to um, a business coach and I've, I think business coaches can be really helpful. You don't need them long term, but just for certain things. And I've used two or three different business coaches to help me in every stage of the, the challenge that I have, because I think that external point of view is good. But just having that external person say, you, you know, you just can't do that. So I reached out to someone who 
was a business coach, had financial acumen because I was like, I can't, you know, I can't just step away. I can't, you know, I want the team to, to step up. And they really wanted to step up. They saw it as a huge opportunity. Yeah. Um, they wanted to help the agency grow. And I was just this, oh my goodness, but if I'm not doing what I should be doing, are they going to feel like I'm doing any less? But it hasn't worked out like that at all. But yeah, I don't know what would happen if I hadn't. I've probably, you know, fallen out of love with work and and continued to do it, but not delivered my best work and not been, you know, as successful as what we are today. That's an interesting one as well, isn't it? And you and I are kind of from the same physical area in the country where we're surrounded by amazing countryside and the opportunity to get out and about. When you talk to anybody that's that's passionate and good at what they do, quite often it's that balance between knowing when to work and knowing when not to work, like the the, the that yin and yang of creativity. If you're just constantly grinding at your business, you're not actually, I would argue, you're probably not that productive and you're certainly not that creative when it comes to problem solving and having a balance, working out what your personal balance is and, and where your passions lie and how you're going to, swing the pendulum backwards and forwards between working with clients and actually looking after yourself and your family. It's, it's an incredibly important thing to sit down and work out where do you want to be. There's an yeah. interesting conversation I had with um, agency owner a few weeks ago. He was going through the process of scaling up and their dream was to scale to a point that they could be acquired or exit. Um, and it's quite a long-term plan. But the thing that he didn't think along the way was that, Actually, when we sat down and started really talking, he didn't want to be the CEO. He wanted to be like the director of technology because that's what he loved doing. Yeah. And it's only at that point that we went, well, okay, we can still hit that dream, but you can't keep moving towards the CEO status. Actually, we need to get somebody else in in the leadership team and you can be the CTO or you know head of technical or whatever because that's what you love. You bounce out of bed in the morning and want to do that. And you know what's the point in having a business if you're kind of swanning around being a CEO and you're looking at the guy doing technical and you're just like, damn it, I wish I was doing this. It's your business. You can choose where you want to take it. Absolutely. And there's probably someone that's desperate to be a CEO somewhere. So actually, you know, find someone that really wants to, you know, outshine you and do an amazing job in the CEO role. Absolutely. If you could go back, like way back beyond 2015, you know, you kind of early 2000 or whatever, what advice would you have given yourself to avoid or be able to handle the the problem slash challenge that you hit like what what would you have said to yourself that would have allowed you to navigate that a little easier it's an interesting question my my general view is sometimes these pain points are here to to serve you a lesson and you don't know they're coming like the other agency you don't know they're coming until you sort of get there and it's a bit too late mm -hmm. um but i think in hindsight, and I always say this to any agency now, if they've been created by accident or on purpose, like think about the long, the long term. And I know you said, Rob, that, and I don't know what I want to be doing in 10 years time, because <laughs> it is a hard question to think. And I think when a business is by accident, it's even harder. She's like, well, let's just see where this goes. Like I'd never, never had aspirations to have a national or international business. I was just, well, let's just see where it goes. But I think as it started to create a bit of a gravity, I would I think I could have sat down earlier I mean social bee's been going since 2008 and that was 2015 so we had a you know a hefty amount of business under our belts at that stage but I'm also like oh I don't want to turn that down opportunity I don't want to turn that down you know we need to be agile so I think just maybe taking a step back earlier and thinking hmm we've got something really tangible here um mm -hmm. let's see if we can if we can you know grow it and scale it but as I said it's almost like I didn't want to scale it. 
uh, my my drive was very personal like I wanted to take time out I wanted to have the opportunity to have a child now that is very individual um, but I think the more the more you can just be cognizant of that and have that in the back of your mind and embracing the team you know the team I had even in the early days um, really wanted to be part of the organization and continue to grow the organization now so I think it's just at the back of your mind always be thinking what what why am I doing this you know why am I really doing this let's not get hooked up on the working with a great brand or working with you know some vanity metrics why am I doing it and how can I deliver the best version and still enjoy what I'm doing we'll all have stress day to day absolutely but how can I make the most of that day to day and how can I make sure the team are enjoying what they're doing as well so where can people find out more about you I'll obviously put this on the video I'll put some links for people but where can people reach out to you guys um, if they want to reach out to me, probably the best place is LinkedIn, Lindsay Sweels. Um, it's probably the best place. Always happy to have a chat um, and share my <laughs> weird and wonderful experience that I've had so far. Um, and always happy to you know, collaborate with other agencies and share best practices, share pains and stuff like that. That's brilliant. Thanks for your time. Thanks, Rob.